Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. LeBron and the Lakers played very well, but it was really after the game that caught the attention of most of America and LeBron's comments. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on at Sirius XM Channel 80. You can watch on the ESPN app as well. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Canty, want to get your take on LeBron last night after the game. Let's take a listen. It's about 90 seconds worth of sound from LeBron, who, as we know, has been asked quite a bit about the whole Kyrie Irving situation, Mm -hmm. but he was a little bit annoyed with that in mind that over the last week or so, he has not been asked about another situation that's similar. I was wondering why I haven't gotten a question from you guys about the Jerry Jones photo. But when the Kyrie thing was going on, you guys were quick to ask us questions about that. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I don't even want you guys to say nothing. When I watched Kyrie talk and he says, I know who I am, but I want to keep the same energy when we're talking about my people and the things that we've been through. And that Jerry Jones photo is one of those moments that our people, black people, have been through in America. And I feel like as a black man, as a black athlete, as someone with power and a platform, when we do something wrong or, or something that people don't agree with, it's on every single tabloid, every single news coverage, it's on the bottom ticker, it's asked about every single day. But it seems like to me that the whole Jerry Jones situation photo, and I know it was years and years ago and we all make mistakes, I get it. But it seemed like it's just been buried under like, oh, it happened, okay, we just, we just move on. And I was just kind of disappointed that I haven't received that question from you guys. For the record, for those who are unaware, the Jerry Jones photo he is referencing is from a story in the Washington Post uh, in the last week in which it, it the story was largely focused on the lack of black head coaches and why they haven't been hired Correct. in the NFL by white owners. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones was the only owner who sat down for an interview, and in the midst of their research— And he gets credit for that. Yep, but in the midst of their research, uh, the writers found a photo in which as a 14-year-old in 1957 in the South— Uh, Jerry Jones is seen in this photo looking on as segregation, as as black students are being allowed into a school. To integrate. Yep, to integrate into a white school. And there were plenty of others who are there, all are there, really looking on and basically intimidating and putting pressure on the black students. So this is why LeBron is upset, because this story has received some attention, but not nearly to the level of that, of everything that has gone on with Kyrie Irving. No, and I think what De- LeBron James is trying to allude to is that there is a level of atonement that has been forced on Kyrie that we haven't seen from Jerry Jones when it comes to this particular instance. Now, you could say that the difference is Jerry Jones was a 14-year-old kid as opposed to Kyrie Irving being a grown-ass man. But still, when we start looking at the context of that situation – That was in the wake of the Supreme Court ruling Brown v. Board 
that rule that separate but equal was unconstitutional, and that was in the Jim Crow South. Okay, so you can understand why Jerry Jones would be there standing, and he says with curiosity and no animosity, but it's still intimidation when you're standing with a mob that's trying to protest six black students integrating that school. And so therein lies the issue, and to provide further context to it, Jerry Jones was also standing on the wrong side of history when it came to Colin Kaepernick's protest during the national anthem. And so when we view the body of work that spans over 70 years from this instance in the 50s in Little Rock, Arkansas, to what happened in the late 2010s with Colin Kaepernick, you can understand that there's an uncomfortable pattern when it comes to someone that works alongside other black men in order to make his living. And so that's the part where LeBron James sees a level of hypocrisy in terms of the coverage of it and the treatment for Kyrie Irving versus Jerry Jones. What is your take on what LeBron said? He's not wrong. He's not wrong, but I think it's important to make that distinction that Jerry Jones was a kid, Kyrie Irving was a man. Mm -hmm. There there has to be the acknowledgement of that because one – should be more responsible in how they utilize their platform versus the other. But you can make the same argument about Jerry Jones not being more responsible when it came to how to handle the Colin Kaepernick situation. Now, he says all of the decisions that he made are in the interest of business, but his decision to stand there at that school while those six black students were trying to integrate, that wasn't in the interest of business. And so to me, there has to be a stronger statement by Jerry Jones, something much stronger than, he did not participate in protesting integration, and he looked on curiously with an, no animosity. It, it's got to be stronger than that. It's got to be I denounce what happened yeah. in that protest that took place in the late 50s in Little Rock, Arkansas. I denounce racism. That's what people want to hear from Jerry Jones. And until he does that, there will always be questions about exactly where he stands, and it becomes uncomfortable for the black players on the Dallas Cowboys and black players around the National Football League when you have one of the most prominent owners not taking a strong stance against an issue that negatively impacts your community. What, what I don't understand, what I continue to be astounded by, is the idea that it is so easy to do the right thing and yet so many do not do the right thing. Sure. It would have been incredibly easy and in no way affecting his business for Jerry Jones to say that. But business aside, to do what you're saying, to further, to denounce it in a big way, in, in a very definitive way, as opposed to playing both sides on it. You can't both sides the issue of racism no. in this country. No, you cannot. There are some deep, there have been deep, plenty of people who have tried. wounds in this country regarding racism. And we all know the history of this country, going back to 1619. So you can understand why this is a sensitive topic when it comes to black athletes. And so that's why LeBron James isn't wrong. Jerry Jones needs to come out and say more than just, I was there as a bystander looking on without animosity. That don't fly, Carlin. You were there. Those six students that were integrating that school did not feel like you looked on without animosity. They don't feel that. You know what they feel? Oppression. That's what they feel. You know what the players of the Dallas Cowboys felt when Jerry Jones said what he said about Kaepernick's protest? Oppression. We can't express ourselves against an issue that affects our community. 
Now, in the wake of George Floyd, it became a lot easier to understand where black players were coming from and utilizing their platforms in order to voice their concerns about how black and brown communities are marginalized. But when this photo surfaced, Jerry Jones needs to come out and definitively denounce racism in this country. There's no downside to doing it. It's the right thing. And, and too many the times. The NFL pivoted. They made the call to say, you know what? We were wrong with how we handled Colin Kaepernick. Now, Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job, but at least they ran the campaign. They had the commercials, and Roger Goodell stood there and said, we were wrong in how we handled it. What's wrong with Jerry Jones saying, I was wrong in how I handled this situation as a 14-year-old kid? That's Everybody right. would understand it was the Jim Crow South. We get it. Product of your environment. Everybody would understand. What's wrong with coming out and saying that now as a grown man, as an 80-year-old man, saying, you know what, I wish I could go back and tell that 14-year-old kid to do something different? How does that hurt his business? It doesn't. doesn't. That's my point. And even if... even That's my point. We stand up for all of these other communities, but nobody wants to stand up for the black community except people in the black community. That has been the problem. And I don't want to say nobody because... But you understand what I mean in the context of the arena of sports when it comes to owners. Yeah, absolutely. That's my point. Absolutely. I wonder, (laughs) well, more than anything, it it just blows me away that it's so easy. It's so easy to do the right thing. And yet so many times we find ourselves in these situations where they talk around it. Yeah. And, And I don't understand why that is. And I certainly don't understand why you would be worried about offending anybody at that situation. I, I don't understand that. Who are you offending by not saying the definitively, I was wrong, this was wrong, and here's why it happened, and there's no excuse for why Well, you know who you are offending. Yeah. There are people out there that still hold racist beliefs and hang on to racist ideologies, Carl. Do we believe that they're the ones with the most money? I mean, uh, I mean, listen, man, extremism comes in a lot of different forms, and there have been extremists when it comes to the issue of race. Yep. Uh, I mean, think, think, about, think about what happened in Charlottesville once upon a time, where, where the president of the country said good people were on both sides. <laughs> that was an issue regarding race in, in monuments that were to the Confederate South. So, uh, again, it, it's, it's one of those things where there are still people out there that are, I guess you want to say, in the margins— that still believe in these things, and that those are probably some of the people that Jerry Jones is afraid of alienating because some of those people patronize his business. Wow. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN but, app. But, Carlin, here's mm-hmm. what I want to say. Put a button on this thing. Jerry Jones says every decision that he makes is in the interest of business. Sometimes decisions that you make have to be about more than business. This is one of those things, especially with the men that you partner with to make your business go. Amen. Canty and Carlin and for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Deion Sanders is in a very, very interesting situation right now. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at progressive.com. So Dion has been offered three jobs. And those three jobs are Colorado, Power 5, Pac-12, Cincinnati, AAC, but a place that just last year got into the college football playoff, and South Florida, which a decade ago was very much in the mix in terms of being able to win on a significant level. At one point, they were number two in the country in the mid-2000s, I think around 07. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're Deion Sanders, are you taking any of those jobs? Or are you waiting this out for a bigger and better job? Yeah, I'm punting on the South Florida job. They're not in contention as far as I'm concerned. Their facilities are not great, but the the one thing you can always point to is the incredible talent in that state. But Yeah, I'm punting on that job. Okay. I'm punting on that job. Now, I have to look long and hard at Colorado and at Cincinnati. Now, here's why I don't think the Colorado job is as bad as most people are making it out to be. Even though the program has been down for a while, you are talking about – a shifting landscape in the Pac-12. USC and UCLA are leaving to join the Big Ten. So ultimately, now you're talking about competing against the likes of Washington, Oregon, Oregon State, Stanford, Cal. I think there's an opportunity for Dion to be more competitive um, it, it, you know, sooner than people would expect if he does take that job. The Cincinnati job is actually probably the most appealing if I'm looking at it from – Coach Prime standpoint because Cincinnati has proven itself to be a breeding ground for head coaches to springboard into better opportunities. Luke Fickle, now he's the head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. Mm -hmm. Brian Kelly before that, head coach of the LSU Tigers. Mark D'Antonio years and years ago. Mark D'Antonio years and years ago before he got to Michigan State. So, like, there are situations. um, Cincinnati's an opportunity where you can win because we saw them in the college football playoff last year. You can recruit. We know the talent that has gone through that program, 
But I think ultimately it's an opportunity to, you know, elevate your profile in, you know, in the college football landscape, in the FBS ranks. See, if I'm Dion, and and some of what he has talked about is being able to really help his assistant coaches. That's the biggest thing that he's talked about yeah. when it comes to opportunities. Because he says going to one of those Power 5 schools or going to an FBS school doesn't change his life. But it does change the lives of his assistants because of the budget that he's going to have to be able to pay those guys. And that matters, Carlin, Yeah. in terms of your assistant's quality of life. So well, I can't fault a coach for looking out for his staff. Absolutely Because you're only as good as the people that you surround yourself with. And, and that has to be where it is. Because so many times at the Power 5 schools, you can even say, well, it's so easy to do. It's not. At, at some of the lower-level Power 5 schools – which were, I think was where you would argue Colorado is right now based Agreed. on its program. Agreed. He has to have a sizable pool for assistant coaches. And it's not just about going and getting top guys. And when I say sizable, a couple million dollars, you know, at least to be able to do it right. Mm-hmm. Because how many coordinators across the country right now are paid more than a million dollars? Plenty. Yeah. Plenty. I mean, you look at Ohio State's defense last week. Their coordinator is getting $2 million a year. Ooh. And that defense, the way that defense Their played, coordinator is making NFL money. Yes. That's NFL money. Exactly. And so with that in mind, if you're Dion and you're going to take one of those jobs, it's an uphill climb. I also want to know what my NIL situation looks like, although dion has got his own guys, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, Dion had yeah. enough with NIL where he could get the number one recruit in the country yeah. last year to go to Jackson State. Yeah. I think Dion can find the money to get his guys paid. I'm sure that he can. Yeah. I'm sure that he can. But I – and to get him to go to Colorado, listen, it's, it's a different place. If it were me, it would be Cincinnati or Colorado because Cincinnati is headed for the Big 12, right? Yep. So with that being the case – Okay. Yeah, Cincinnati would be my lean. You can win there. But but I don't think this is a situation where he should punt on any of the jobs available to him in this hiring cycle. I think you have to look at it from the standpoint of progression, and this is the next progression for Coach Prime. You've proven that you can do it at an HBCU, FCS level. Now go show that you can do it in the FBS level at a program that recent coaches have had a lot of success at. And, and people there, I mean – that, that is a big-time program if they're good. People show up, and they are into it there. But they have been, Carlin. Yep. You're talking about the last decade and a half. That's been a good program. Yes, That's a good job. It'll continue. And, and you've got talent that you can recruit, Carlin. In, in Ohio, Ohio. Absolutely. Pennsylvania. Yep. Michigan. you mm-hmm. got plenty of talent that you can recruit in that area. Plus, Dion has the ties to Florida. He can recruit there. Dion can recruit nationwide. But having the footprint that Cincinnati has is only going to help Coach Prime get the guys that he needs to compete against the big boys. Yesterday, we found out that the Rose Bowl has agreed to sign on to uh, allow a 12-team playoff beginning in 2024 or 2025. I'm thrilled that that's the case. Listen, it's, you had to have this. You have to have this. Well, they were holding out because they wanted to make sure the game could be played on New Year's Day and they have certain stipulations because of the pageantry, the tradition of the Rose Bowl, the tournament of... Uh, mm-hmm. Of Rose, I get all of that. Mm-hmm. I get all of that. But that was getting in the way of what every college football fan wants. Yes. Which and, is a bigger playoff. And it's getting in the way of a lot more money. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. A, a lot more money. A lot more money. Of teams being interested in that. Thank God that that's going to happen here eventually. And, of course, with a 12-team playoff, you'll have the top four that will get a bye, and you'll move on from that. I, 
I think it's absolutely fantastic. Well, I'm sure that college football coaches are breathing a sigh of relief because now all of a sudden there's a little more job security involved in that, right? Because if you're at – I'd be careful about that. No, well, think about it this way, though, Carlin. If you're Ryan Day at Ohio State and you're not in the college football playoff and you've lost back-to-back games against Michigan in blowout fashion, that's a problem. Yeah. When when the boosters and and the athletic director are looking at your resume and they're saying – you lose the game two years in a row, and we get embarrassed in our own field to the point where Michigan is planting the flag in the O, and you're not in the college football playoff, which is what it's shaping up to look like, that's a problem. Now, if you're in the college football playoff, even though you might lose to Michigan, if you have a chance to compete for a national championship and you get to the big game and, oh, by the way, you beat Michigan on your way to doing it, it changes how they view you as a head coach. And all I'm simply saying is it gives coaches at these big-time programs that expect to compete for championships every year a little more margin for error because you can lose a couple of games and still be in the playoff field. Yeah. Listen, I, I would still argue for those teams that end up just on the outside looking in, the way things are and how they're willing to pay off coaches now, I don't know how much – I. I see what you're saying. What do you mean? There's going to be 12 teams that make the playoff I as opposed to four. I, I understand, but that's, going to, that's, that's not going to change a team that is still on the outside looking into 12 or 13 or, or 13 or 14. Like, well, we're not talking about them, though, Carly. Yeah. We're not talking about the teams in the teens. We're talking about the teams in the top 10. Those are they'll the be teams, fine. Those, those are the teams that we're talking about. They'll be about. fine. Well, they'll be fine as long as they're in the playoffs competing for championships. Right. You find, if you're at Ohio State – if you're at uh, Alabama, if you're at Georgia, if you go two or three years without being in the college football playoff, best believe they're looking around to see if they can upgrade at the head coaching spot. That's how it is at those programs. Listen, now the chances Day, of, now the chances of that happening slim to none if you got a 12 field playoff. If you're Ryan Day, you got to get that image of that flag being planted out of everybody's mind as quickly as possible. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's a thrill right now to welcome in one of the greatest of all times, the legendary Hall of Fame quarterback. He is Joe Montana, who joins us right now on ESPN Radio. Joe, it's Chris. And Chris, we appreciate your time. How you doing? Good. Good, you guys. How's everything? Tell Greeny to get well. <laughs> yeah, he's a little under the weather these days, but I think he's yeah. going to be. I think he'll be fine. Hopefully, back in the saddle here in the next <clears throat> day or so. Um, as far as your, as far as what you're seeing this year, Joe, what have you enjoyed the most about this NFL season? What has impressed you the most? I think I think it's been kind of, you know, fun watching other teams, you know, get involved. You know, you haven't seen the Dolphins in them getting involved in a while. You haven't seen Philly get involved in a while. Um, I mean, I think that's a, a big part of it. And then also, you know, there's Minnesota again. Um, it, it's crazy. Um, and then all of a sudden you look around and you go, well, I didn't know that team was 8-1 or 8-2, <laughs> whatever it was. <clears throat> so I think that's the, the best part of that is seeing a little bit more parity here and there. Joe, I mean, you look up at your San Francisco 49ers. They've won four games in a row. And all of a sudden, they're the team that nobody in the NFC wants to play. What has impressed you the most about what this Niners team has done this season? Well, you know, obviously defensively they're playing really well, <clears throat> but I think the I think the biggest change there for me, I think about a couple. One, the addition of McCaffrey um, really, you know, does some good for Devo. Takes some takes a couple possessions out of his hand, but um, also helps keep him healthy a little bit. And, you know, and, and I think Jimmy's been making some great decisions. You know, he hasn't been, you know, trying to force things. You know, there are chances. Yeah, he makes mistakes. We all make mistakes in those games. But I think he's finally realized that, you know, dropping the ball underneath, when you give it to a guy like Debo or McCaffrey, or you, there's those guys and your tight end, geez, you got some weapons, man. You just got to let them work. And sometimes it's okay to drop the ball underneath and trying to fit a tight one in down the field when you don't really have to and, and let those guys go, go to work for you. We were fortunate to have guys like Jerry and John Taylor who could take the ball the distance from any length. You know, JT, that he went one of the only guys to go twice in the same game, 90 plus for a touchdown. So uh, it was easy for me to drop the ball underneath, but sometimes you come from a, a team where it likes to push the ball down the field, get and understand that, that get that completion and keep the ball moving, and you'll get a chance to get in the end zone. The great Joe Montana joining us on ESPN Radio. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Uh, Joe, when you watch Patrick Mahomes, we all marvel <laughs> at him, but through your eyes, yeah. what, what blows you away yeah. about him? Just his ability to deliver the ball accurately, <clears throat> As an acrobat, <laughs> anyway, I mean, he can throw the ball anyway. He's sidearm, underarm, over the top, off balance, falling backwards. He's just, he's a special, special guy that they got there. And, uh, 
Um, fun, fun to watch, you know, especially as a quarterback, <clears throat> watching him throw the ball, you know, he just flips it. and I, I wish I could throw it as far as he could flip it in most cases. <laughs> but um, but he's fun. I mean, he's, he's, he's obviously got control of that offense, and he's got a lot of some weapons around him that, that are, you know, pushing them down the line. And their defense has been playing and keeping – uh, <clears throat> keeping up with them, so they're going to be tough to beat. Joe, the Green Bay Packers have had a down year, and they're now on the verge of being mathematically eliminated from the postseason. You're starting to hear the calls for the Packers to bench Aaron Rodgers and play Jordan Love. As somebody that's been an incumbent quarterback in a situation where you've heard calls for the backup to play, how difficult is it for both quarterbacks to manage that situation? Well, for me, it was a little different because we were winning when they were calling for somebody else. Mm. And um, it, for Aaron, I think it's got to be—it's <clears throat> got to be really difficult, you know, because I don't know if it's been his struggles or the, the team struggles, but you know, it's that old saying: you know, the quarterback gets all the glory and he gets all the blame, and <clears throat> you have to be willing to accept that at some point in time when you're not playing well or the offense isn't playing well because it goes right to the quarterback's shoulders. And, you know, by the looks of him, it doesn't look like physically to me that there's something going on. So maybe it's just a mental thing he's fighting through. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to change and have guys that aren't on the same page with you uh, offensively um, uh, because in those offenses, they get pretty technical about, you know, do you stop when a man, when you run, you're run a man to man and you're running a crossing route and there's a guy sitting over there whose guy might be the other uh, back whose blocking stayed in and that guy looks like he's playing zone. Do you stop? Do you go? How far are you going to the zone when you stop? So there's a lot of things that you got to get used to playing with. And <clears throat> when you have younger guys who are still looking at trying to understand and you have a guy playing at a level that, Aaron's played that for so long that it can be frustrating as a quarterback. Uh, Joe Montana, the legend, with us on Cantia Carlin in for Greeny. Uh, Joe, Tom Brady is uh, 45 years old. You just turned 66. I know you're working with Medicare. Is he now eligible for Medicare? <laughs> he's, I think he's pretty close. I was, was going to send him a little thing on the welfare team just in case he needed some info. Uh, what are you doing with the folks in no, Medicare? He, uh, you know what? I, I never thought I'd be here talking about Medicare. And you know, when I, when I turned sixty-five, you start getting all this stuff in the mail, going, "What the heck?" And then you start looking at the process because everything changes a lot, especially on the, med- the medical side of things for you as you get older and you get into that system. And it's very confusing. I mean, there are so many different plans to pick from, from zero to loco pays. Do you want? vision, hearing, um, and dental. I, I mean, it, it, it's just the process is really kind of crazy. I mean, it sounds easy to pick, but until you get in and start looking at it from the inside, it really, really, they almost make it, you feel like they don't want you to sign up this year. They want you to miss a year and then get in <clears throat> the next year. So Mike and I would just say go out there and find, you know, the right team for you to help you through the process. And, you know, once we found the well care team, ugh, it, it took a lot of pressure off you know, your shoulders because 
you get you start getting impatient. Um, you know, there's a lot of nonsense being thrown around just so people can try to sell you stuff. And um, the well care team just walked us through and said, what exactly do you want? And then we'll show you how to get it and uh, made the process easy. Now so the deadline here. If you want to know more. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah, you, where December do they go? 70, uh, yeah, I mean, you can go to wellcarenow.com uh, to find out more information. And, I mean, I didn't even know there was a deadline. <clears throat> I mean, I would think, okay, I'm in the Medicare I'm 65, I'm eligible at December 7th. I don't turn 64, so why is there a deadline? I'm not sure. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, I think that if they're interested in, in looking at, at someone that we were very, very happy with, uh, with the process, um, uh, should jump on that website and, and take a look at that team because they were awesome with us. It's wellcare.com. Thanks again, Joe. <clears throat> yep, it's wellcarenow.com, sorry. Yep, wellcarenow.com. Joe Montana, the legend, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Here's what's alarming. I'll, I'll tell you what's alarming in a second. ZipRecruiter.com, ZipRecruiter, can fill any job that you're hiring for this holiday season. Four out of five ZipRecruiter employers get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny, ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. We asked him about Brady. Out of nowhere last night, I had a dream that I was doing a game, announcing a game with Tom Brady on ESPN Radio. Really? And I'm just making mistakes all over the place. Well, first of all, you know it's a dream because Tom Brady's a Fox guy once he gets done. That's true. Playing quarterback. I thought you were going to say you would know it's a dream because I'm making all those mistakes, and that doesn't happen in real life. Mm, no, that actually does happen yeah. in real life. That actually does happen. It does I think you call like, it. I think you call it verbal Vietnam. Uh, yeah, well, I felt like it last night. I Get mean, to the chopper! <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how I got into the sentence, and I have no idea how to get out. Yeah. And, you know, noon. No, this was just, it was kind of alarming that you're sitting here. It was the equivalent of having that dream that you have when, uh, I always have the college dream of I haven't been to class all semester and I show up to take the final. Now, I have that dream because I actually live that, but <laughs> I, I did. But, Nuno, is this alarming that like all of that would get caught up in my brain and all of a sudden, I'm, I mean, for instance, I'm calling Kevin Winter John out of nowhere. And I kept calling him John, even though I knew it was Kevin. And Kevin's a great dude. Like, what's wrong with me? I mean, what's wrong with you? There's a lot. The There's show's a lot almost there. over. Man. There's like, a lot there when you ask that question. Yeah, you can't ask a loaded question like that five minutes before the show's over. I just find it weird. Like, why Tom Brady? Like, I have no idea. Like, I. I mean, why Kevin Winter? That to me, that's the I, weird thing. wow. Well, because Kevin does pre and post game for all the NFL games. Yes, and I throw it to him all the time. And for some reason, I knew it was Kevin Winter, and I kept saying, "John, Kevin, I know you're doing updates today. I'm sorry, I don't know why." In my brain, I kept saying John because I was annoyed with myself for continuing to do it in the moment. But it was like the mistakes were just rolling and rolling and rolling. Do you remember the game that you were actually covering the matchup? Yes, Minnesota and the Colts. Minnesota. Minnesota and the Colts. Yes, okay. and I, I gave the wrong score at one point. Like, it was that bad. Uh, also, if Tom Brady had signed up to do radio games, you know there's no way in heck you're doing a game with him, right? Like, I, I, like that's wow. not happening. 
I mean, Mark, you know, so catcher or something Rutgers, of that nature. Not, yeah, probably. He's not he's not in. In. No, no I don't think he's doing any Rutgers yeah. games. No, I mean, th- thanks, Nuno. No Scarlet Knights calls worse. in his future. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thank you for making me feel even worse Well, in the well that's how you know it was a dream. Nuno making me feel worse? No, yeah. that's very much reality. No, that's real. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, yeah. maybe so, but like – uh, the Col- By the way, the Colts were losing 22-17 at the half. Are you sure that's the right score? Well, no, that that was the right score, and I kept giving it the wrong score. So, okay. And how was his analysis, right? Because apparently he said he's going to be like Johnny Miller, the golf, you know, yeah. the legendary golf analyst. Like, how was his analysis uh, during the game? Uh, it, I, it, nothing about it sticks out. Nothing about it. I never thought, wow, this is unbelievable. Okay. And I never so thought, he's oh, no, my God, So he's awful. no Tony Romo. It was. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Here, here's the most important question because, Chris, this happened to you as you've done a game with Carlin previously. And I know, Carlin, you have one coming up with Sal Powell, I think, later this, you know, later this year Giant or this month. Uh, how much did you actually let him talk? That's the problem, Nuno. I call Carlin the bald mamba because, in his words, not mine, he's going to get his. And so he's not going to give you any airtime when you're doing the broadcast. I'm supposed to color the play, and Carlin's doing the play-by-play and coloring at the same damn time. The only time that I have room to talk is when there's some kind of procedural penalty or there's an actual score. That's it. Other than that, Carlin's going to talk the entire time. Listen. I, I all I was doing was you did warn me. You did warn me going yes, into it. You said you're gonna. You said you're gonna get yours. I give you. And I said okay. Cool. Space on the talk shows to to, to say everything you got to say. That's a fair point. Get out of the way. Yeah, Carlin's point is he gives me four hours every weekday, but when it comes to doing games on Sunday, that's his time. I said the same thing to Bart. I shut Bart up yeah. for a couple hours, which is damn hard to do, <laughs> by the way. So you did that to Tom Brady, too? Apparently. Wow. Okay. I I didn't get the impression. I mean, it's one thing to do it to me, but you did it to the greatest football player of all time. Yeah. All all I can tell you is. You're you're an equal opportunity guy. It doesn't matter who it is. I certainly got no impression that, like, after the game, we were going to be hanging out and getting a beer. No beers? No. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, bowl season is looming. Tune in Saturday for the Big 12 championship game presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins 11 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Well, we do it every day on Canty and Carlin from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's time for the play of the day. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. It is time for a primetime parlay. And I feel like we should remind the listeners on this show that our primetime parlay yesterday did hit, in fact. It did hit. We had the Bucks last night, minus six. We had the over on Giannis rebounds at 11 and a half. He had 13. And we had the over on Drew Holiday rebounds as well. They were at four and a half. I think Drew he had, had six. six. He yeah. had six. The only thing, we, we tied on the... Uh, the minus six. They won yeah. by six. So, so that was a got, push. We, so it was plus 400. And we got played paid at plus best. 243. And we got played at plus 243. But, so, but listen, we did hit. That was a win. You got money. That's a win. You made money. So we got the game tonight. We got the Bills Patriots tonight. And uh, for me, uh, as we look at this, Canty, we were discussing this earlier. We both love the over here at 43 and a half points mm-hmm. between the Bills and Patriots. Uh, do you still like Josh Allen completions over 22 and a half? Yeah, how else are they going to move the ball? They ain't going to run it. Okay. So, yeah, 22 and a half completions for Josh Allen sounds about right. And then where do we want to go? 
I can go total receptions for a third leg. Uh, we've got three and a half for Dawson Knox, Isaiah McKenzie, Gabriel Davis. No, I'm out on all three of those. What about six and a half on Stephon Diggs? I'm all over that one. Okay. Feed Steph Diggs. And I get it. Bill Belichick usually takes away your number one weapon, mm-hmm. but everybody tries to take away Steph Diggs, and they haven't been able to do it the last two years since he paired up with Josh Allen. So I think it's a big night for Steph Diggs against the Patriots. Okay, so it is over 43 and a half. Josh Allen over 22-and-a-half completions. Stephon Diggs over six-and-a-half catches, paying out at plus 500. Ooh, got some juice to it. Got some juice to it. Oh, there's juice. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.